Hi, and welcome to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast. This is your weekly discussion of all things vegan and vegetarian in Toronto. My name is Lisa, and I'm joined today by... Vivian. And... Hi, Steve. We are all veg and volunteers in the Toronto Vegetarian Association, otherwise known as the TVA. We come to you every week from the offices of the TVA, heard on CJRU 1280 AM, The Scope, Ryerson's Campus, and Community Station. If you don't know, the TVA's mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to go vegan when you're vegetarian or just, you know, when you're not vegetarian as an omnivore, Um, but when you don't know how to cook or if you don't have a lot of experience with cooking. So not to put you on the spot, but Vivian here is vegetarian and she's looking to go towards a vegan lifestyle and has a a list of questions that I thought were really helpful for anyone else who is out there hoping to transition towards vegan and is in the same position. So let's go through your list and let's, let's talk about food. All right, Lisa. So the first thing is that um, I'm really lazy. Um, I would love to be a good cooker, but uh, I don't have time or I just don't have, um, I don't know, I, I can't put enough effort into doing good stuff. So I usually don't like what I do. Uh, so I don't know, even my salad is pre-washed. I don't know. I know that this is really embarrassing, but... You're not the only one, honestly. <laughs> so is there anything that I can do to enjoy cooking more or maybe, I don't know, um, what's, what are your suggestions for me? Okay, so f- there are a bunch of different questions I have for you ahead of time. Is uh, First off, what do you like to eat? And second of, all, second of all, like how much experience do you have with cooking? Like what, what about your cooking that is it that you don't like? Okay, so um, I learned how to cook when I was a veggie already. So I did a lot of pasta. So I would put, you know, like do, I don't know, maybe a risotto or um, just... I don't know, spaghetti and veggies, but it's so lame and so simple, and (laughs) I had to eat the whole thing throughout the week uh, because I would freeze it, and I don't know, I didn't really like the the, the end result. Um, What I like to cook is dessert. Okay. I know this is really trivial and and (laughs) should not be a concern at this point, but this is what I like to do. Okay. I mean... A lot of us start out with cooking based on dessert because, like, who doesn't love making beautiful, pretty, adorable cupcakes or cookies or things that you can share with people? Because, like, you can share, um, like, um, mashed potatoes with everyone, but everyone's like, okay, great, mashed potatoes. But if you share (laughs) cupcakes with people, you're like, oh, my God, this is so cute, so yummy. Who says no to sugar, right? Um, But there are so many different uh, ways of being really lazy about the food that you're cooking that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to make, like, beautiful food every single time. So, um... Like, I totally understand when it comes to, like, not wanting to make pasta every single time or not wanting to just eat salad all the time. And if it makes you feel any better, I eat prepared salads all the time. Like, I not necessarily like the ones in the bags because they always have, like, non-vegan dressing, so I don't usually get those. But, like, I get boxed um, lettuces and uh, pre-washed greens all the time. Mm. And, um, like you mentioned before, I also sometimes let them go bad. I've been trying to do a lot better about it, but... You know, it happens to the best of us. But uh, honestly, having food prepped ahead of time and, like, figuring out, okay, I want to eat um, some sort of salad dish, and, I like, you always have to add different things to it to make it more interesting. So if you are looking to food prep ahead of time, um, look at different recipes online and think about, like, you know, what kind of flavors are you thinking? Think about the weather. Is it really hot? Is it really humid? Is it really cold? What are different things that you want to make sure that you incorporate that... Um, make your food more interesting. Did you have something also, to Also, yeah. Uh, when it comes to salads, uh, spend your time focusing on making a good salad dressing. Yeah. Because the dressing really adds the flavor to the salad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, 
some good tahini dressings are sometimes mm -hmm. interesting to do and, and easy to make in a blender and there are things like that. And then just add them to the lettuce and whatever else you have. And honestly, like, you don't even have to, like, make your own dressing sometimes. A lot of what? times I'll take my favorite hummus and I'll dilute it with a little bit more lemon juice or water. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then that's a dressing yep. right there. Yep. Uh, tahini, I really like using tahini. And I, use, yep. I usually use lemon, tahini, water, and sriracha. And I make, mm -hmm. I make I a spicy I love it. Uh, a spicy uh, sort of dip or dressing. I actually have a recipe on my blog. If you, I'll, I can share with you later. But, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like, you can yeah. do so many different things with different dressings. If you like a creamier dressing, there's also store-bought dressings that you can buy. Yep. They're expensive. Mm -hmm. Th but they're good, right? Yeah, so um, I personally am not a fan of any of the Daya uh, bottled dressings, but I like the Yam Chops one. I had the Yam Chops Caesar dressing the other day, and whole, that, like, changed my world. That with, like, a little extra squeeze of lemon. Oh, baby, that's a good salad. Um, but, I mean, like, as someone who doesn't really like salads at all, I always have to find ways to make it more interesting. Mm -hmm. So I added uh, flaked chickpeas. So I just mm -hmm. use like a pastry cutter and I just like would flake chickpeas and that adds a different texture. It adds more hardiness and protein and fiber so it's more filling. Um, I cut up like cucumbers and uh, tomatoes because that's like what's cheap and in season right now. Although there's also asparagus right now too. But a thing with um, transitioning to a vegan diet is that you have to be, you have to think outside the box a little bit more. So you have to like experiment with different foods that you wouldn't, wouldn't normally eat um, as an omnivore before. There are also fiddleheads right now. Oh yeah, that's like if you if you really love vegetables, like you know, there's so many like spring forage or like new yeah. produce things that are seasonal, like mm -hmm. um, that come up that aren't necessarily like typical that you would eat, like garlic scapes and zucchini blossom season is uh, yeah. just about to start, yeah. and like fiddleheads and asparagus are also like a spring uh, sort morels. of thing. Yeah, morels. That's like. That's like extra though. That's expensive. They're expensive. I don't. Yeah. But, <laughs> I don't but they're tasty. They are, oh, they're they're heck they're hecka good. But um, <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think that brings up to another question. That is, uh, sometimes I feel like I'm feeling adulthood because I don't know how to pick my veggies. Uh, so like buying local or buying seasonal. Do you have any tips regarding that? <laughs> so this is funny because I work for farmers a lot and I write content on like for other websites and stuff like that for how to choose different vegetables and fruits and like this is like you you found the right person so um this is not like sponsored or paid or anything but this is a, the company that i i do work for sometimes um produce it is a website where you can just type in whatever vegetable you're looking for and you can find out how to select how to store um different tips it's not a vegetarian or vegan uh website but naturally because they are they do produce stuff there's tons of veggie related stuff and because also I do some of the writing well I used to anyway um there's a lot of vegan content on there <laughs> um but uh yeah like you have to figure out uh different so like leafy greens or like dark uh leafy sort of uh vegetables like uh kale um even things like uh broccoli or asparagus like all those kind of things like you have to look for color uh firmness um and uh, they need a certain amount of humidity. Different different vegetables need different things, um, but it's usually pretty easy to figure out once you get the hang of it and you get used to it. But, like, try not to overwhelm yourself with being like, okay, I need to eat all the veggies and just buy, like, five different veggies that you are not familiar with. Start with what you know and then add in a little bit more. So if you're eating a lot of pasta and you or you're making risotto, try adding in, like, shredded kale or, you know, spinach is pretty normal in risotto, right? Mm -hmm. But switch it up. Add, um, yeah, so add kale, or you can add in uh, broccolini or rapini, which are very similar to spinach um, in terms of flavor and texture. You can just, you know, cut it up and add it mm -hmm. in there and just start 
riffing on things that you're familiar with and then keep adding on because that's what cooking is. And when you get out of season for a lot of vegetables, like in the wintertime, instead of buying imported stuff, grow some sprouts. Yeah. And use use them instead of your green vegetables. And uh, you can get quite a good variety of sprouts in in one salad and uh, and do a a sprout salad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another Uh, thing. Again, if you add an interesting dressing, it's a wonderful meal. And the... uh, Sunflower sprouts, it's the basis for a salad. It's, uh, they're not only uh, very leafy, it's, it's a fairly thick leaf. and uh, They're hardy. They're a hardy green. And they're oily, so they, they, they give you some of the uh, oil-soluble vitamins as well. I so didn't know they're, that. They're, they're very good for you that way. Interesting. Well, sunflower seeds are very oily. Uh, yeah, I guess and, that makes and, sense. And so it, it, it comes from that. I'm, I'm going to come yes. from I'm a perspective here. I'm, like, not, like, inherently anti-salad, but salad is yeah. not my favorite food. And, like, yeah. whenever I go out to a restaurant, the option for vegans oh. is almost always a salad with, like, uh, a lemon dressing, which is, like, okay, that's fine. I but like, almost never eat re- uh, salads in restaurants. Sometimes I eat a salad at home and then go to a restaurant and, <laughs> and ask them to leave the salad out. Yeah. Because uh, I, I find that they're often... Uh, there's only so many places that know how to do salads correctly. Yeah. Like, uh, I find there that are, yeah. Planta or Fresh, okay. they have good salads. Because there's a yeah. lot of texture yeah. and a lot yeah. of interesting mm-hmm. things in them, right? You ha- you add seeds, different beans, but, different uh, legumes. But white and yellow lettuce instead of uh, green lettuce when it's in, when it's properly stored. It's yeah. just so uninteresting that I don't want it. That's true. Yeah. And, like, adding sprouts does add different things to it. But it can yeah. be expensive. But if you if you sprout if, yourself... If you're, going your, if you're going your own, it's very inexpensive. No, for sure. Yeah. If you're buying them, they're expensive. And I, I still buy them because I like them that much. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, and my space is limited. Yeah. But for most people, grow, uh, just learning to grow them, it takes a little while to learn, but uh, not a long time. And uh, the results are very rewarding. Mm-hmm. So another thing I wanted to mention is uh, if you're if you're sick of pasta but you still want something filling but healthy and want to incorporate lots of vegetables, what I tend to do is I, I break up my meals uh, based on, like, a structure. So I usually make, like, a, a portion of it as, like, something starchy or something carby, so, like, some sort of whole grains, uh, like rice, lentil... Oh, not lentil, sorry. Rice, quinoa, uh, farro, um, like, any of those sorts of, of, like, starchy or things. Or if I'm eating, like, a potato, I'll, like, add potato in there. That's, like, my starch or, like, my hot, like denser carb um and then i add uh, some sort of protein source so that's typically um some sort of beans tofu tempeh seitan um you can use processed um veggie meats or whatever um like i have no judgment against people who use uh, meat analogs honestly like people there are a lot of vegans out there who are like oh you should only use them if you're transitioning or whatever i'm like i've been vegan for almost five years now i still eat them pretty regularly because I like them. I understand that they are processed. I understand they're high in sodium. Um, I understand that they're expensive, but I still want to eat them. You know, there are plenty of adults that eat chicken nuggets. Why can't I eat veggie nuggets? You know what I'm saying? Um, So that's, I I look at it as like a portion. So a quarter of it is protein, a quarter of it is a starch, and then I usually use about half of that for my vegetables. So that can be like so many different kinds of vegetables. There's always different ways. And like, it doesn't have to be a raw vegetable either. It can be cooked as well. So, you know, cooked squash, I mean, that can also be considered as like your um, starch as well, but like you just play around with it. Like my my starch and veggies tend to bleed into each other because a lot of of veggies are starchy um, and I'm too full to eat like, thing of rice if I'm eating like a ton of cauliflower or something like that, right? So, you know, play around with different vegetables that you 
uh, are familiar with and then start incorporating others. So cauliflower, if you don't like cutting up your own cauliflower, you can buy bags of like mm-hmm. cut frozen, up cauliflower. I sometimes buy frozen. Uh, yeah. Is it okay? Is it good? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, f- the thing about frozen vegetables is that if the companies are doing it correctly, then they are at their peak freshness and peak nutrition and then they flash freeze them so yeah. that it actually has more nutrition than a lot of like fresh produce sometimes mm-hmm. um, that have been sitting out in the bins for like weeks. Yes. Right? So... A lot, there's a lot of benefit to eating frozen or canned produce in that sort of way. Personally, I like fresh better. I just like the texture of fresh better. And depending on the market that you're going to, certain grocery stores will have better produce than others. Okay. So I actually can talk to you about the knowledge of, like, different... So I have, I'm, have i like, really picky about my produce. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm just, like, taking over on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's totally fine, actually. I'm interested in knowing how do you storage all this food because... Uh, the system that you're talking about, like the quarters, is really interesting. But for me, this is something that I would like to do for the whole week, you know, like cooking on Sundays for the whole week. So do you storage all of those? Um, so I'm really bad. I don't I do, I don't do a lot of food prep for myself. I do it for my partner because I, if I eat something for like three days in a row, I'm like sick of it after that. So I can't eat. I can't do food Same. prepping, right? But you can freeze stuff so that you can food prep like half for this week and half for like a week in the future when okay. you're back in the mood for Brussels sprouts and like chickpeas or whatever, right? Um, so you can, you, once you get a system, you can stagger it out enough. Uh, there's a, you, there's a couple of YouTubers that do a lot of like food prepping kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so cheap, lazy, vegan, she is cheap, she's lazy and she's vegan and she's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, she has a YouTube channel and a, a, a website that has her recipes on there. Um, a lot of her food is like pretty basic. So if you like food with a different flavor, she adds different flavors to it, but there's always ways that you can incorporate more or change it up. But it's all it's all according to what your style is. But she does a lot of food prep videos because mm-hmm. she uh, lived in England for um, a couple of years and she was like trying to be really frugal and she's cheap and vegan. Um, so she would do like these like $30 meal preps for an entire week. $30, oh, wow. that's, that's, that was- <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, Hot for Food also did a meal prep video of like an entire week where she incorporated dishes from the day before into the the next day but made them different uh, so that if you like a different a lot of different variety but you also want to use everything that you had mm-hmm. that's another good thing to do for sure in terms of like my storage I'm pretty lucky that I work from home so I can eat all my, my food yeah. from home anyway but a lot of times I'm like so like uh, busy that I, I forget to eat so I have to like make something really quick anyway mm-hmm. uh, and I, I eat a lot of leftovers okay. um, so in terms of like storage there's certain things that will hold up better um, you'll st- you'll learn eventually that like if you are making something with greens don't mix everything ahead of time you have the, your greens separate and then if you have like your cooked um, vegetables if you have like a bunch of roasted vegetables ahead of time that takes like an hour to cook on Sunday but then you're yes. good for the rest of the mm-hmm. week right and they store pretty well and you can also freeze things that you've cooked so okay. if you I mean, food safety-wise, the like most health safety people will tell you that food shouldn't be stored more than three days in the fridge. But I store mm-hmm. things for like a week. If it like as long as it doesn't smell wrong or it isn't slimy or like you know That's my obviously moldy, then I would eat it. You know yeah, what I mean? Safe. Like whatever. It's it's your own house and like yeah, yes. it's good for your bacteria. <laughs> not all mold is bad for you either. You, yeah, it's you true. You need to get to know your molds to do that. Yeah. Um, and, like, there's certain things where you can just, like, cut it off and be like, okay, it's probably fine. <laughs> like, I do that with cucumber. If, like, an end of it, if an end of it is, like, moldy and, like, I, I cut the moldy part off and then I, I eat the next part, I'm like, does it taste moldy? No? Okay, we're good. still good. <laughs> um, so what about desserts? Uh, as I mentioned, I really like cooking desserts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, uh, please don't hate me, but I've never had a good <laughs> vegan dessert. You know what? 
that's fine because there are a lot of uh, dessert places out there that don't do it right. Okay. okay? Um, I can recommend some of the bakeries in Toronto that I think do it right. Uh, Tori's Bake Shop. Everything I've had from Tori's has been really good. There's been one time I had a donut from there that was like underbaked, but the flavor was still really delicious. Mm -hmm. So Tori's Bake Shop, they're a little farther out. There's one in the East End and there's one I think in the Financial District now or the Canary mm -hmm. District. They have two locations, but Tori's Bake Shop is one. Um, but you mentioned uh, before we started the podcast um, about cheesecake and how you really yes, like cheesecake. Yes, I love cheesecake so much. Okay, so if you want, um, I really like, um, what is it called? Vegan Danish Bakery. Uh, they're in Thornhill, so they're like north on Young Street. But their cheesecake, I, like <laughs> mind blown, is unreal. I have no idea how they made it, but it tastes like dairy cheesecake to me. Oh. It's made with soy, okay. so if you're okay with soy. I am. Um, like hands down best vegan cheesecake I've ever had like mm, IRL that doesn't include cashews I'm allergic to nuts so there's a lot of places that use cashews mm -hmm. for the cheesecake and it's really good I just can't eat them so I don't I don't rem really remember what they taste like anymore um, but if you want to go store-bought wise the Daya cheesecake um, it has a slight Daya flavor but it has a really dense like creaminess that mm -hmm. I really like so I really like their cheesecakes they have like a chocolate one a key lime one strawberry plain like a New York style I mean I think they're all New York style but the plain one is also one and occasionally they have like a pumpkin one my favorite is the chocolate one that one's really good I don't like strawberry flavored things so that's like not my favorite but my really? partner really likes it um I like strawberries on their yeah. own yeah. I like strawberries and cream like vegan cream um but I don't like strawberry flavored like like ice cream before, mm -hmm. like you know, the, you know they like have those like three flavors. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's, it's sweet. Yeah, no, thank I you. Um, but I like strawberries. Like I love strawberries. Um, if you want to make your own cheesecakes, there's a lot of recipes online. Some of my favorite um, blogs are like Vegan Yak Attack, Hot for Food. Actually, in the Hot for Food cookbook that I'm pointing to on our bookshelf in the Resource Center, uh, she has an incredible cheesecake recipe. I've never made it, but it looks incredible, and like all of her food is always like amazing. So. I can only imagine it's delicious. Uh, yeah, so Hoffer Food has a vegan cheesecake. Mary's Test Kitchen also has a delicious vegan cheesecake recipe. I think hers also uses cashews. I am working on one that's just uh, just tofu based, but I haven't finished like uh, you know figuring it out yet. But um, there's definitely plenty of places out there that have delicious. I've eaten cheesecake. one that was avocado based. Really? I've also made an avocado based one, yeah. but it's avocado chocolate. It's never just oh. like a like a plain oh, okay. cheese, you know, like a tangy, yeah. creamy cheesecake. That's not just no, that, chocolate. But I found that interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I made like a an avocado mousse tart, right. um, but you have to like avocado because it's avocado. it's gonna taste like avocado a yeah. little bit. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's okay. Actually, yeah. Actually, in Brazil, we eat avocado as a dessert. It's yeah, super, Vietnamese. Yeah. yeah. Same? Yeah. So yeah. we, like, when I was younger, my mom, it sounds really gross when I say it out loud, but we just <laughs> cut an avocado in half, and then we just sprinkle sugar on top. Same, yeah. same. Yeah, and I would just eat it, like, exactly. a, like out of the thing. It was exactly. so good. Um, Sometimes we would put it in the... Um, uh, blender? In the blender, yeah. yeah, with a little bit of sugar, and then it's a paste, mm -hmm. you know, like, it's mm -hmm. so good. Oh, my God. Yes. So uh, there's a, uh, a milkshake called Sintoba, which is called it was avocado milkshake or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I remember drinking it as a kid and being like, ew, what is that? It's like a green, like, smoothie or whatever. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but it's typically, uh, traditionally, it's ice, uh, milk, condensed milk, and avocado. Oh. And it's, like, really luscious. But I veganized it by using, you know, obviously soy milk. There's coconut condensed milk. Or I usually just ma use maple syrup or dates, um, ice, and avocado. And... It's the same thing. It's Actually, just as creamy. It's just as delicious. Th that's a good question because what's the uh, replacement for condensed milk? 
there is coconut condensed milk. Yeah, is it easy to find? Uh, in Toronto, yes, for yeah. sure. You can also buy it online. I've seen it on Amazon. Um, I've seen it on, like, health food stores, like, the ones that deliver, mm-hmm. um, which is, like, pretty awesome. But, like, I go to Kensington Market all the time, and they have it in there. Certain grocery stores will also have it in, like, their health food section. Okay. So if you're looking... This is also a good tip. So if you're going to, like, um, a, like a store like Loblaws or Sobeys, go, don't go in, like, their traditional baking aisles to find that kind of stuff. Look for the healthy mm-hmm. uh, sort of natural food aisle, because that's where all the vegan stuff will be. Even though it's not, like, it's not really natural or healthy, but yes, it's... Still delicious. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And I also want to talk to you about picking different grocery stores for different produce sections. Okay. So, um, statistically speaking, Asian communities eat more produce than other communities, like, in Western society here. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to go to, like, if you want, like, consistently good produce, go to a place that has high turnover. And Asian communities like Kensington Market or uh, any grocery stores that are, like, Asian grocery stores, those have a higher turnover of their produce. Therefore, their produce will be fresher and more delicious. Um, but that's not to say that, like, Loblaws doesn't have that kind of stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just need to... There's certain days that uh, certain grocery stores will restock. For whatever store that is, talk to your produce manager and ask what that day, that, that day is, and then you'll figure out when the days, like, recycle or whatever. But there's also, I think, um, when I lived in Ottawa... I, I don't know if this is, this is like, branch-wide, but the Loblaws in Ottawa was... Um, it would restock on Wednesdays. So on Tuesdays, they, that's when all mm-hmm. the student discounts were... Oh, yeah, I think it's the same here. Someone was just mentioning that. Yeah. yeah, so it's probably the same here mm-hmm. as well. So Tuesdays when you get, like, the last lingering produce, it's cheaper, but it's not as delicious. So it's, yes. like, it's, it's honestly up to you. Honest, it's still produce. You're still eating veggies in the end. They might not be as nutritionally dense, but you're still getting fiber. You're still getting some um, nutritional benefits out of it. But, uh, yeah, you'll just, like, learn that over time. And, like, eat... Uh, eat seasonally if you can. Even even if food is like imported, obviously if you eat locally, you'll have more nutrition. It's it's going to be like more, um, like f- fresh. Mm-hmm. So it won't have that like nutritional die off or whatever. I don't know what the specific term is, but um, yeah, it'll it'll be fresher and more delicious and therefore more nutritious. Is there any place here that you recommend for buying fruits? Because I I love fruits so much. And also in Brazil, we have really, really good fruit. They are really sweet and really fresh, and you have a big, big variety. So, so far here, I haven't had that much luck with that. So, um, on Bloor Street, there's actually a lot of different fruit markets, uh, like in Toronto. Okay. So, I used to live at St. Clair and Bathurst, and so there's a fruit market there that always had pretty good fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll have to, like, find the, the market that, like, works best to, like, what kind of fruits that you like. And also, like, certain fruit markets are more expensive than others, right? Mm-hmm. So depending on the area. So obviously, if you go, like, further downtown Toronto, they're going to be more expensive. Kensington Market is, like, a rarity because there are a lot of random fruit markets there that are, sell really cheap produce. But it's also, like, um, obviously, in Canada, we can't, like, grow all the fruits um, uh, here. Yeah, I was going to add that. That's, that's somewhat seasonal in this country, too, mm-hmm. though. You get better fruits... Uh, June and July, really. Even, yeah. Even the last part of the summer, the fruit, a lot of fruit can be overripe by then and mm-hmm. gone. Yes. Uh, but uh, June and July are the good months, yeah. the best months for that. And do you guys grow your own foods? Uh, anything? Like maybe just one, uh, I don't know, pepper or some kind of... I mean, I know personally because I'm kind of a plant killer. So <laughs> I, I, I've only recently started being able to handle my own houseplants. Um, but my grandpa has a garden um, and he grows like... Every single lettuce you could possibly imagine. He grows peppers and tomato, like a lot of tomatoes, um, different squashes. There's like different sort of uh, gourds or squashes that like aren't 
traditional and like Canadian mm-hmm. palates, but it's like pretty common in Vietnamese cooking. But I don't grow them. Yeah, because I know that some you can actually grow in your apartment. Yeah, like no indoors yeah. doesn't need a lot of sun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was thinking of trying something like that as well. You can try if you're like good at keeping plants. I like plants. Um, try uh, your own herb garden first. Yeah. Um, for the only knowledge that I know about herbs is that like keep your mint away from everything because it'll just take over. Yeah. Um, but. And what about always bringing your food with you? Like this, this is an impression that I have about uh, vegans, is that they always have to carry their own stuff because you never know if you're gonna find something vegan on the streets. I mean, I do it because I'm picky and I also have a lot of allergies. So like not only am I vegan, but I'm also allergic to nuts. So a lot yeah. of times the vegan options that are around, especially in Toronto, have nuts everywhere. So I have to be careful and I'm noticing that I'm getting more of an, more and more of an anaphylactic reaction to it, so I have to, like, actually be careful now. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, I, I just do because it's, it's easier for me, and it's cheaper because I'm mm-hmm. cheap, right? So buying your own granola bar is cheaper than buying a granola bar from, like, the grocery store that's, like, $3 when you can buy a box of them from Costco for, like, yes. $15. You get, like, $100 or something. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. It's not $100, <laughs> but it's a lot. Um, but, I mean, I'm also picky. So, I mean, if you want to bring your own food and stuff with you, that's always cheaper mm-hmm. um, to do so. Certain foods will keep better than others. Obviously, it's not the easiest to bring around a salad with you. It's going to be warm and kind of wilty exactly. by the end of the day. Yes. But, you know, you saw me bring in pasta today, right? Mm-hmm. And I just had it, like, in a Tupperware container. I knew there was a microwave here. I just heated it up, and I just ate it, right? Yes. Um, but you can also do, like, different sort of, like, assembly bowls. So you can do, um, like, a lot of fresh uh, restaurants like Fresh have, like, those kind of bowls where it's, yeah, like... I love them part starch like part grain part vegetable part greens and that's like kind of like a good Mm -hmm. way to go about it and like even if the greens are wilted it doesn't matter because it's all sort of like a part and it's kind of good that way anyway and what about snacks um i i bring a lot of granola bars um fruits uh Mm -hmm. cut up veggies hummus i mean hummus is going to be like your best friend because it's like (laughs) not only is it a delicious paste but it's also full of protein yes it's a good time lots of iron in there too um but uh, dates are also a good one, especially if you like, if you have like a sweet tooth. They're really filling. They're uh, high in fiber. They're low glycemic. Um, so I like personally like. Uh, carry a toothbrush. Sorry. Carry a toothbrush. Yeah. Stick to your teeth. <laughs> I also that. carry a toothbrush because I have yeah. Invisalign, so I have to brush my teeth every time I eat something. Yeah, but, uh, um, but if you're if you're eating a lot of dates, you need to think of that. Yeah. 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 A little flosser with you. you I actually have have all that stuff on me all the time now. Um, But snacks like that, like apples are very portable. Yes, I have one here. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's my snack. And like, because we live in Ontario, we have Ontario apples all year round. And we also import apples as well. Mm -hmm. But um, Yeah. yeah, from like September or like end of August until... Like February, that's when like our peak season for apples is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in the fall, they're they're freshest, but they yes. also store them throughout the year, um, so you can have them all year round. Mm-hmm. I just find that like by this time of the year, they're kind of like mealy and like not my favorite because yes. they've been in storage for a while. It's also when local grapes are cheaper. Now? No. Uh, in the no, fall. In the fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. yeah that's uh. That's when they ripen. Yeah. You know, what, what you, when you buy grapes now, they're from Mexico or, yes. or California. And, Chile, and they're, yeah. and they're more and Chile, and, and they're more expensive mm-hmm. because they've been shipped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I almost never buy grapes anymore. They're always uh, so absurdly expensive, and I just yeah. like seven dollars for a bag of fruit. Like we, I just. Mm-hmm. 
but but around uh, September October you can yeah, find that's cheaper, true. The, you find local ones then. Yeah, and you can also go to yeah. f uh, farmers market. Honestly, yeah. the, the produce that you find at farmers market is also the same as the produce that you find in the grocery store. But a lot of times you just like skip the middleman sometimes, mm -hmm. um, and you get it like closer. And if you especially if you go towards the end of the farmers market time, you'll get a lot of people trying to be like, okay, just take the produce. I don't want to bring it back, right? So that, if you're looking for cheap deals that way, nice. that's a good time. Good to know. Yeah, but there's like a lot of farmers markets in Toronto. There's like the one yeah. on Lawrence, uh, St. Lawrence Market or whatever, that's like a huge one. But I, since I live in Mississauga, there's also, uh, there's like the Lions one, which is pretty good, and there's the one in Etobicoke, uh, the Humber Bay Shores one. Oh, cool. Yeah, so those have... They're all over the city, really. Yeah, they're all over. You can just city Google... City Hall, Metro Hall, yeah, Dufferin yeah. Grove Park, uh, and so on. Uh, yeah, you can just Google like yeah. Toronto Farmers Markets, and you'll get a list, you'll get different days, because some are open on like weekdays, some are open on Saturday or Sunday, uh, sometimes both. Um, but it's it's hard to to figure that out. All right. Any last questions? No, I think that's it. Thank All right. So uh, that's perfect timing. Good and go. if you if you have any more questions, feel free to write in to tva at veg.ca. Um, we also love talking about food all the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, you've been listening to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast and radio show heard on CJRU, 1280 AM, The Scope. Remember, you can listen to past episodes of Veg Out on our app, The Veg Guide. You can email feedback to tva at veg.ca, and you can find more information about what we do at veg.ca. Until next time, Veg Out!